Hello, and welcome to Plot Trists. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we're reviewing The Countess by Sophie Jordan. This was published in 2023 and is the first in the scandalous Ladies of London series. And a big thank you to you, Happily Ever Avon, uh, for the complimentary copy of this book. I mean, okay, before we get into this book, I had way too much fun reading it. So I'll just say that. I'll just say that I feel almost feel bad for how much fun I felt or for how much fun I had reading this book. We'll talk about why. I, I just want to say off the bat, not an insult to Sophie Jordan. No. There are just some dark themes here. And the book was more fun than those themes have any right to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Ready for this book jacket, Lane? I probably not, but let's do it. My husband is a good man. Just ask all the women he's bedded. Wealthy society maven Lady Gertrude knows how the world works. If her husband is less than faithful, it's an acceptable price to pay for her coveted position at the apex of London's most fashionable set. No exclusive soiree or lavish ball is complete without her and her group of decadent, well-connected friends. And this season promises more excitement than usual. True is launching her daughter into society, helping her navigate the cutthroat marriage mart, complete with fortune hunters, jealous debutantes, and malicious gossips. As skilled as True is at playing the high-stakes games of the ton, she never expects to meet her match until Jasper Thorne begins to court her daughter. Jasper needs a titled bride, but when he meets True, all his carefully laid plans go up in smoke. The attraction between True and Jasper is undeniable and unacceptable. To indulge in an affair with her daughter's suitor would be ruinous. If it becomes public, she'll never survive the scandal, especially as it becomes clear that he wants more than one night. He wants the impossible. He wants forever. A sizzling story of scandalous ladies, irresistible temptation, and the dangers and joys of being true to yourself. Yeah, I wasn't editing that sentence, so glad you did. <laughs> okay, I just have to say that this book jacket does not feel like it reflects the book very well. Oh, no. But in fairness, and I did not realize this because I try very hard not to read the jacket beforehand. It is what I focused my summary on. Well, so I mean, I kind of focused mine on it, too. But so it's a really poor reflection of the book, but it's a really good reflection of what is good about the book. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the biggest thing is it makes it feel like it makes it feel like true is more accepting of her personal situation than she really is that's that's my biggest issue with this book jacket to be honest like she's very unhappy with her marriage and her life in society right she doesn't view it as a bargain she struck and she's taking the good with the bad there's right. also a lot of like dark themes outside of her marriage in particular though her marriage is obviously the focus of the book the way that the relationship between Jasper and True's daughter's played is also like way darker than anything mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. What's the book like this book wants to be original sin. It's a movie starring um, Antonio Banderas and Angelina Jolie. 
Okay. That is always talked about as one of the most like sexually explicit bordering NC-17 movies. Okay. So I don't actually remember the plot at all. Okay. But all like right. this like dark, like almost what's the other, the movie with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman that brought them together about all the illicit sex parties. Oh yeah. The uh-huh, eyes wide shut. Eyes wide shut. Like the point is the vibe of this book is that like forbidden, sexy, dark corners, sweeping fabrics, like. Yeah. Like society can't know vibes. I again don't actually remember either of these two films, but like that's the vibe of both. And, and the vibe of this book wants so much to be this, but the movie adaptation would fail because all the B plots are so weird, but they somehow don't detract from the book. And the jacket does not begin to get into all the weird. Yeah. So, I mean, my understanding is that this is kind of inspired by the real housewives of whatever right like this group of women who are sort of frenemies and there's a lot of gossip and stuff going on i have actually never watched one of those shows so i can't really tell you how accurate or not it is but i will say that i did kind of get the feel that i get from watching a reality tv show from reading this book so i i do think it succeeded in making me feel the same way. So I've always gotten the impression mm. that the conflicts are a lot more interpersonal. It's a lot more women tearing down other women who are supposed to be friends. Yeah. It's a lot more like misdirected cattiness. And ultimately the problems aren't that serious. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's it's a lot not of wanting like wealth. And a lot of, like, conspicuous consumption from people who don't think of people other than themselves. Again, have not watched it myself, but, like, that's sort of the impression I've gotten is that it's a very shallow show. Yeah. And the problems are very shallow. And that is so not the case that I would never have made that comparison if you had not said it. Yeah. And, again, I I can't, I honestly can't say how accurate or not accurate it is. Um, but that the feeling I got from reading it is similar to a reality TV show binge watch feeling. Like, I, I could not put this book down. Like, it, I was captivated. I was like, I was flipping these pages because I want to know what was going to happen. That may be the difference between you and me, too, though, is I, like, don't derive any mindless pleasure from reality TV. Mm -hmm. Not in a, like, putting people down. who get Like, yeah. it's just not my thing. Um, and so... To me, most of the time when I watch reality TV, the primary feeling I feel is discomfort. Mm -hmm. Like kind of secondhand embarrassment. And I did not feel that reading okay, this book. Okay, that's fair. All right, well, we've gotten a little bit off track, but as usually we did generate a random number. And then we wrote summaries based on that number. I really think we both focused on what was most important to us about this book. So I will go ahead and start. Here's my 45 word summary. Nothing makes you feel younger than when your daughter's suitor prefers you over her. It's even better when they decide to start a fake relationship so he can be invited to the house party you're hosting with your husband. I was maybe too into this. I don't appreciate your self-reflection. Um, because I feel like you're criticizing yourself for being into something that was totally fine to be into. Oh, uh, why? What's, what's your 45-word summary, Lane? You know what shouldn't be hot at all? Wanting to fuck your daughter's betrothed who inconveniently reminds you of his plans while trying to fuck you. You know what is hot? 
not that specifically, but like everything else about this situation. This is a mood. I I mean, I think we were both very into this specific aspect of this book. It was without ever getting like explicit explicit in my opinion. It was really sexy and I'm not talking about the sex scenes. Uh-huh. Like the vibe of the book was all of this like tension and forbidden fruit and am I only interested in this because it's forbidden fruit? There's not a whole lot of depth here. There's just a whole lot of like heat. Yeah. All right, th- let's do the tropes real quick, right? This is an older woman, younger man romance, which I never complain about. We will be talking about their specific ages. Of course we will. Later on, because of the existential crisis that I'm having. <laughs> In her character... You see the, we usually see it as anything for my sister, mm-hmm. but in her case, it's anything for my daughter. Yes. Interestingly, the age gap between her and her daughter is not that far apart from what we usually see with the older sister caring for the younger sister. It's true. Yeah. There is, so I do think this is a trope because I've seen it in several books and it's the one where you the, the mother or stepmother falls in love with the person who is ostensibly the suitor of the daughter. I have never seen that before. Oh, I've seen it in two or three different ones. Okay, and that's why I asked, because I was like, I don't think I've seen this. Yeah, I, I do think it's a trope. Um, I It's mostly, it's mostly like kind of an arranged marriage kind of situation, which it, it plays in here a little bit, yeah. right? Um, so it's not usually something where they've actually been courting courting but there's an there's an agreement between the families where there's been some kind of arranged marriage and then when they actually meet he's like oh kind of into her you know yeah it's not something i would have identified as a trope but i believe you yeah this is a forbidden love obviously it is like he's so forbidden daughter and she's married to another man and she is currently married I don't know what to tell you. I was like so fucking into this book. <laughs> I have, I want to talk in depth about the way everyone in this book is characterized and mm. their character. Yeah. Because whenever truly toxic marriages come into play in historical romances, I think it's the rare book that doesn't vilify one of the parties. Mm-hmm. Not to say we haven't read any of them. It's just a rare one. And this book kind of does the opposite, where it just leans into what a piece of shit her husband is. Oh. Like, as a complete justification for the infidelity. Like, he is he is the worst. Her husband right, is, like, the absolute worst. It's, it's so funny, because I am someone who really doesn't like cheating in my books. Ever. At all. And even I'm just like, all right, stick an ice pick in that fucker's head and let's move on. Because he's the worst. He's the worst. Like, no one, I don't, I honestly don't think the person, if you like reading romance novels and you you, you don't like cheating, I, you're still going to like this one. Like, it, he's, <laughs> he's a bag of dicks. He really is. <laughs> Oof. Uh, 
Uh, which which does, I guess, that's the final trope we identified, which is the marriage is forever in a, in a historical romance, right? Which it's deployed in so many different ways. It's less of a trope than just a fact. Yeah. But I think the way it kept coming up here, specifically because it's clearly going to be the trope underlying the books, mm-hmm. the series, like at its core, you meet the group of women who this book series is clearly going to be about in this book and in different ways, they all have experienced that like the only way out of a marriage is a casket. Yeah. Either yours or your husband's. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about, let's start talking about the book a little bit because I will say when I first started it, I wasn't sure what I was getting into because the first couple of chapters is really head hopping so it's like point of view hopping between all these different characters I didn't hate it because it moved quickly yeah it was I I don't think it was chapter 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 it was like five paragraphs five paragraphs five paragraphs I'm not a hundred percent sure why it was Mm. done but it didn't bother me either no it didn't bother me either I do think it's interesting because it was primarily True and her friends, although the final person we ended with was True's daughter. You also so, got some of her in the beginning. Yes, that's what yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. In the very beginning, she was the last person of the beginning people. And she comes up a couple more times. Yeah, she does. Uh, but I thought that was interesting, too, because I'm like, okay. Anyway, it, it's going to be super interesting, I think, because... I don't know. I'm I'm already I think I'm already invested in this series, even though I feel like I shouldn't be. All right, several steps back. Okay. True is the oldest person in her friend group. Uh-huh. She is currently 37 years old. And she was married off at 18 um, to an earl. She is of the aristocracy and moneyed. Her parents thought it would be a good match. She thought it would be a good match, but recognizes that at 17 years old when she was courting, she was not necessarily equipped to actually evaluate that and has subsequently been trapped for the last 19 years in a loveless, faithless marriage. She's got a daughter who is now 18 and coming out and a son who is 16 and is the heir to the earldom. And she and her husband have not shared a bed in 14 years and haven't shared a house in about 16 and a half. Mm-hmm. He is a gambler, a wretch, a philanderer. He bleeds her and her parents continuously dry. Um, he is as irresponsible and prolific as possible. He's the worst. He's the worst character you can imagine. I mean, they don't say that he has syphilis, but he's got syphilis, right? His, like, nose is falling off. Mm-hmm. Or it would be in real life. I don't Which, think like, it actually is in the book. Good for her for not contaminating her situation with that situation. Mm-hmm. I think the interesting, I mean, you're totally right, because I, I see your note as, like, everyone is either 100% good or 100% bad. And he's 100% bad. She is 100% like golden ice queen duchess. She has not, she's never had an extramarital affair. She's always been super proper, which I kind of loved for her character development in this book. 
I did too. And I think it's also really interesting. Without getting too deep in a book that was not deep. Essentially, societal conventions are what has led her to her situation. Mm-hmm. Her parents valuing a title, her valuing a charming smile and a title, her making the best of her marriage by having this excellent circle of female friends who love and support each other. Gold star for that. But also by becoming this like grand dame of society, grand dame mm-hmm. of society. And so ultimately, she's made her reputation and her joy on the same social conventions that essentially trapped her in a loveless marriage. Mm-hmm. So that was very interesting. Absolutely. Again, this book is not that deep. Okay, let's talk about this book. So it starts by, it starts out where um, True's daughter is coming out. And True is determined that her daughter will not make the same mistakes she did. She's going to find a good man to marry. And And her daughter will have a say and time to know whether or not that initial impression is something she can trust. But then her husband, who, again, she hasn't spoken to in about a decade, comes out of the woodwork and he's like, I found a husband for our daughter. And he's like, it's this guy. His name is Jasper Thorne. No one knows who he is. No one knows what he looks like. No one knows anything about him. So True's like, got to do some investigating. So to do some investigating, she goes to a seance, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) And while she's at the seance, also she's a super, she's a skeptic, which I thought was awesome because there's, she's supposed to be all scared by the seance per by the medium and she's like whatever so she goes out into the stairwell and there's this hot younger man who totally just comes on to her and it's a balcony meg it's a balcony overlooking the gardens what did i say you said stairwell i I, that's what i imagined anyway doesn't really matter (laughs) because the important thing is this hot younger man coming on to her lane where's the lie lane there's no lie thank you And she's like, oh, my God, this dude is interested in me because for for decades, again, for like over a decade, she's never been unfaithful. It also seems to me like no one's ever tried to, like, get her to be unfaithful. She hasn't really been pursued. She admits her reputation is that she would not invite it. She's very tempted because this guy is H-A-W-T hot. Okay. But and he is not being subtle. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> He's like, hello, He's strange not. ma'am. Your body is a wonderland. I would like to leave with you right now. And she's like, I do not know you, sir. But And regretfully, I must decline. Very regretfully. Because she's like, I would actually be interested in this. In this situation right here. I believe be the phrase she exactly uses is, more is the pity. Yeah. <laughs> I am not about to go home with you, kind stranger, and let you rock my world. Okay, but Lane, who is this guy? Who's this dude? Jasper Thorne! It's Jasper Thorne. And when does she find out? When he comes to her house the next day for dinner to meet her daughter. Are incorrect. When does he find out? When does she find out? When they run into each other at the ball 
that someone else is throwing where her husband intends to introduce them. Same and fucking when difference. she says, you need to end this conversation with my husband because you tried to fuck me. You're certainly not dating my daughter. He says, I've already said yes to going to your house for dinner. And she was like, undo that. And he's like, nope. <laughs> I'm not undoing it. <laughs> no control Z today. That would be so rude to the hostess. <laughs> So anyway, he does show up at her house. And this is also one of my favorite parts of this book because he's not, look, he's not actually considering courting the daughter. He feels like, right, he like thinks about it for three seconds, but he's not he actually thinking. seriously mm-hmm. considering it. Before he knows. Correct. Like It's is. not that he's like, oh, her daughter's not appealing or an 18-year-old is too young to be mom to a 10-year-old or... Nope. That, none of that crosses his mind. He's just no, like, no. it is morally questionable how bad I want to fuck your mom. I mean, basically, he's like, I really can't marry her. I can't <laughs> marry this this woman because I would just be wanting to fuck her mom. Right. That is that is his moral due north. And Well, and you know what? Like, I respect him for having some ethics. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. And so... He's going to back, there's going to be a house party and he's going to back out of the house party, except he goes on a, he goes on a garden walk with the daughter, which I thought was hilarious. Number one, because (laughs) he doesn't, he's not going to do anything, but he's doing it to make true jealous. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, that's not the way to make her jealous. It's not with her daughter, but he does. And they go out there and they decide, oh my God, loved this part so much, Lane. They decide, True and the daughter, decide that they are, go- not True, Jasper and the daughter decide that they're going to fake date or fake whatever, fake court. Court. For her, it's so that she, I thought this was like a genius, honestly. She wants more time without getting pressure from her dad to find someone who she actually wants to marry. And she knows that if, Jasper Thorne ends his courtship now, she and her mother will be in a lot of trouble. Yes. And so she she's does like, not want the abuse heaped upon them. Exactly. She's like, I will totally pretend to court you because it's it's really a win-win for me because my dad's not going to abuse me. And also I'm going to have time, like time that's not stressful to, to look for uh, another husband or another husband, <laughs> my actual husband. And Jasper is like, I mean, he's like, oh, he realizes that things could turn really ugly for both of the women if he backs out of this courtship. Mm -hmm. So he's like also ethical because he doesn't want women to get beaten up. But is that his primary motivator or is it if I pretend to date you, I will be around your mom more? Thank you. That's the other reason. But I think that's the more pressing one. That's the more pressing one. But um, so anyway, I loved this fake relationship so much. I was so into it. I should have hated it because in the very next scene, True is like livid that he's been Uh out in private with her daughter for this long and she goes Uh to confront her and you're in his head briefly during the sequence and he is basically like, does not consider telling him that his courtship of her daughter is fake. He just thinks, man, it's so nice to see her in a temper. She clearly doesn't lose her temper much. I'm going to continue imposing my physical person on her while telling her I'm engaged to her daughter and watch her be turned on and angry because that is good for her. Problematic as fuck. I was into it. 
It was fucking hot. I was like, why is this hot? Why am I, why am why is this hot? I questioned a lot of things about myself while reading this book. I know. Me too. But I liked it. Yep. Uh, okay. My other favorite part of this book. <laughs> they go to this house party. And so Jasper is rich and he made his fortune by owning these coaching inns. Mm-hmm. And so they, the journey to the house party is not skimmed over the way it is in many books. So there are a lot of historical romances where really it would take days, two weeks to get to a location. And that sort of skimmed over They're like, oh, now we're at the house party. No, no, no. We see several nights where they have to resist each other in the hallway <laughs> in these coaching inns. But then they get pulled over by highwaymen. Oh my God, this highwayman scene lane, I died. I loved it so fucking much. It was so good. Was it not? It was hilarious, but I thought it was so funny because of like how stressful, sexy the rest of the book was. Uh-huh. And this is just like a farce in the middle yeah. of it. It was so weird, but so good. So what happens in this scene is True has had to be with her husband and Jasper has been sharing a carriage with her daughter. So they haven't been traveling together together. So sadly, no carriage scene, no sexy carriage scene takes place in this book. But when they get pulled over by the highwaymen, her her husband, of course, is a hundred percent evil and cowardly. So he just hides in the in the carriage. And she gets out because she wants to make sure her daughter is safe. The highwaymen are like, oh, let's abduct this hot older lady. And Jasper's like, hands off my woman. <laughs> And it was so amazing. <laughs> you knew in that moment that it was all uphill from there. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, I could not get over it. I couldn't get over the whole thing. Because it's. it was the scene that we see in so many historical romance novels, right? Where mm-hmm. the heroine is put in danger and the hero has to be all protective, you know, and the... I mean, it was in um, Sweetest Scoundrel, right? Yep. Pulled over by highwaymen. And he was like, how dare you pull me over and point a gun at my woman, right? Well, it's the same thing here, except he's supposed to be with the daughter, not the mom. And even the highwaymen are like, oh, that's his woman? Okay, hands off. Well, and True's sister, uh, Delia, True's daughter's uh, aunt, her name's Roz, is the one who's been chaperoning Delia and Jasper this whole time. And so Delia and Roz are watching. They're like, Jasper be all like my woman about true to these highwaymen. And the two of them are like really confused. And they're both like, aren't you engaged? To her? What, whatever. We're just going to go in the carriage now. I loved it. That. So I good. loved that scene lane. I can't tell you how much I loved it. It was so great. It was so good. Um, can you explain the rules of ancient times spin the bottle, a.k.a. pass the candlestick to me? Because I did not understand it all. I was very confused about it. I'm I, I'm going to be honest. I'm sure this is an actual parlor game. Same. So this parlor game, as far as we can tell, people would rearrange themselves to stand next to each other. And you either had to choose to, like, kiss the candlestick between you or remove the candlestick and actually kiss. But the rules of the game were extremely unclear. It was very unclear. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but it ended up with Jasper and True, like, making out. 
In front of her husband, child, and every other house guest. In front of everyone. Which was an interesting choice. And I kind of loved it. This book is kind of about Trudy becoming unhinged. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, kind of here for it. Which, yeah. Um, Other thing I loved is I feel like a trope in romance novels is often a daughter who feels like her mother is acting out of love but is ultimately trying to prevent the daughter from repeating the mother's mistakes mm-hmm. and ultimately stifling the daughter. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really interesting to read that trope from the mother's perspective. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I really liked having an older and like older heroine. She's not that she's 37, you know, again, we will talk about that in further depth <sighs> due to my existential crisis. Okay. The ending of the book was, okay, I I was, like, basically on board with this entire book, even though it was pretty crazy and wacky and and ridiculous and over the top, until the ending. The ending was just a little bit too much for me. That said, it it was just the ending, and it was short. Yeah, here's what I'll say. She has a friend in this book who's... POV sequences and insights into the friend's life are really, 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 really dark. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, True's marriage is unhappy and her husband is a coward and self-serving, but almost in a funny way. Almost. He's almost so horrible that you're like, oh, yeah, how much worse can it get? Right. And so the fact that the very end became really dark. Mm -hmm sort of felt like it came out of left field, especially when, and I'm going to do this as spoiler-free as possible, Jasper is extremely wealthy from this hotelier business. And that is why the Earl had wanted him to marry his daughter. And so ultimately, given that the Earl had been shown to be a spendthrift coward, I don't think buying him off to get true out of her marriage was in any way an impossibility or out of character. So the fact that the ending became this like violent, angry, power motivated mess did not feel authentic to this conflict or this book. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. And it's also... I mean, I, I think I probably would have preferred the ending you came up with, but I was not I was not surprised by the ending of this book. I even was though it was a little darker than I would even have had wanted. that much of a spine. Yeah. Not a good way, but like seriously, I thought he was such a sniveling coward. I was yeah. surprised he had any sort of backbone. Yeah. Anyway. Um I have a question about historical romance as a genre. Mm-hmm. When we talk about the matchmaking mamas and the grand dames of the Tom, the Tom, have they all been in their 30s this whole time? 30s and 40s, girl. So here's why that's not okay with me on a fundamental and personal level. Um, I'm 33. And I definitely identify more with heroines than their mothers. Two, um, you know, my peers getting married in their 20s, their parents are in their 40s and 50s. 
Mm-hmm. Because people don't pop out children when they're fucking 17 anymore unless something bad has happened. And I just emotionally cannot process that when I'm reading historical romance and there is like some society matron holding court that like the fucking all max ladies were my age. <laughs> yeah, they were incorrect. Uh, this is where I need a little less historical realism. <laughs> Please age everyone up based on modern standards of maturity and age bracket. Thank you so much for my mental health. Because when I picture these, like, old farts, they are not four years older than me. <laughs> As a extension of that, I feel like everybody makes fun of romance. Not everybody. Like, modern media makes fun of romance as mommy porn. Mm-hmm. This was mommy porn. Like, she thinks of her body as, like, a thicker waist than she had in her come out because of the body that had borne two children. This is totally the, like, shit on underappreciated housewife mm-hmm. getting her fantasy with this ripped, younger, 33-year-old man coming in and, like, saving her from her sad life and being into her, like, mom bod. Oh, for sure. Which I'm fine with. But, like, I ultimately don't think most historical romance is actually, like, mommy escapism. And this sort of was. I don't know if it was mommy escapism, but I mean, I, I for one, did enjoy a, a more experienced, older heroine. And by experience, I, I don't know if experience is the right word. In, no, I in mean, she has life experience. context. Yeah, she has, like, life experience, okay? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was, I dug it. I was into it. She'd spent more minutes in labor than having sex. Probably. Without any, like, that was not stated in the book, but it's pretty easy to infer. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about content warnings because I might have really enjoyed reading this book, but uh, there are some very dark themes. Yeah, I I struggled. So there There, is some mm -hmm. really intense domestic violence Mm -hmm. um, on the page, shoving, lacking out, um, both with the sub-characters and then eventually with the A-plot. It was extremely confusing how on the page the darkness was yes um one of the things i did think was interesting as a theme i don't know if it's necessarily a content warning but one of the things that i did think went a little bit deeper than the surface level over the top plot was the fact that all of these women are unhappy with their lives primarily because of the men in their lives Mm -hmm. so the way that the way the men in their lives treat them, um, the choices they made when they were young or even a little bit older about who to marry. Basically, we've talked about it before, but all of their power in society comes from the man that they married or didn't marry. Uh, We talked about domestic violence. As a part of that, there's uh, imprisonment. I was going to write forced imprisonment, but I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all imprisonment is is forced. So... (laughs) Yeah, I think there, that's a statement. Yes, there is violent death on the page uh, of at least two different characters. One of them, it's a violent aftermath. Mm-hmm. And the other, it's uh, fully, fully there. Fully there. And um, infidelity. <laughs> <laughs> the premise of the book. Just, just uh, saying. Yep. Um, any other content warnings that I may have looked those over? Are, these were the, those big are ones, the biggest right? ones. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sexiness. 
look, these two are hot for each other. And like if I said, had uh-huh. one small critique, I think the buildup was better than the consummation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Part of it is that the entire book is built up. Like I know, but I almost like this needed like a three chapter explicit bonanza to like feel like payoff, and that is not there. No, no, it's not. Um, I will say Jasper to to bring in a little bit of content warning. Right, Jasper is a little bit forceful in his pursuit. He doesn't like ignore her. There are times where he's like. They're like kissing and she doesn't really want to kiss him, but she's kissed. She does. It's like passionate, but she's also like hates him. It's like a hate kiss, you know? Yep. And probably shouldn't be into it, but I was kind of into it though. Here's, I think the difference between Jasper and the like dark heroes who do this that I hate to me. And this is completely subjective. Jasper is, like, making her uncomfortable and kissing her to, like, because he thinks it's for her own good. Like, he thinks it's good for her to be this riled up. He should not be making decisions for her. That is gross. Explain that to my cerebellum. But, like, I think when there are those dark, forceful heroes, I don't like it when the guy's not taking no for an answer because she will learn to submit to me. Yeah. Or because, like, this is inevitable, my virility would, like, it was, he was forcing it on her, and I'm not trying to defend it, I'm just admitting that I was more into it than I should have been, but his internal monologue is, like, I'm trying to be what she needs, even if she doesn't quite know it, not, Mm -hmm. this is about my, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, and I know it's, I know it's a terrible division to make, but. Oh, I felt guilty saying every word I just did. Well, I felt guilty enjoying it while I was reading it. Yeah. But I enjoyed it, and I'm going to be completely honest with this podcast, you know, because the listeners deserve the truth. Right. Like, should we have liked this? Objectively, no. But we were both kind of into it, though. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I'm disappointed that it didn't get more explicit and hardcore. Leave me here to die. Who am I? It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. I <laughs> I loved I really had fun reading this book. I had so much fun reading it. I did too. I'm so confused. Look, if anything we have said tonight has you going, uh, fair enough. Yeah, look, if I heard it, I probably would be doing the same face, but I don't know what to tell you. But did I enjoy whatever this was? You betcha. So much fun thank you so much for listening we hope you still trust us after this situation